You are now listening to a Fit Plus Love production. So, you know, it makes people think clearer. It helps with brain fog, sort of in in people who have Parkinson's or Alzheimer's. Um, I mean, it's not a cure, but it just helps with the brain. Uh, and that's because it's an alternative fuel to glucose and the brain cannot use glucose or ketones, can't use fat. That was Professor Kieran Clark. Your body is a really good allocator of capital. So if it has ketones, fat, and glucose available, it's going to allocate those resources where they're needed most all at the same time. And what's happening with ketones is a lot of them are going to be soaked up by the brain because they actually are the brain's preferred fuel source, even when glucose is in the picture. That was Brian McMahon. This is Marnie Salop. Thanks for tuning into my podcast, Marnie on the Move. Each week, I will be inviting interesting, innovative movers and shakers to join me on the show and share their story. You will discover and hear from thought leaders, experts, influencers, and entrepreneurs from the worlds of wellness, sports, beauty, fitness, fashion, and more. Marnie on the Move will feature an eclectic mix of people I know, work with, and think are generally doing cool things. On each episode, I sync up with my guests about life, career, and training and showcase their expertise and story. Hello, welcome, and welcome back to the Marnie on the Move podcast. I'm your host, Marnie Salop. This week on the podcast, I sync up with Delta G founder and CEO, Professor Kieran Clark, also a biochemist and physiologist. And I sync up with Delta G Chief Strategy Officer, Brian McMahon, to talk all things Delta G and the company's revolutionary Oxford ketone ester, available to everyone through their ketone performance and ketone health drinks. We do a deep dive into their uniquely potent exogenous ketones, how they are maximizing ketone levels in the blood and providing a really powerful fuel source that boosts athletic performance and recovery, metabolic health and cognitive function. I get the inside scoop on the science behind the brand, how it was developed over many years as the result of the pioneering work of Professor Kieran Clark at the University of Oxford and the late Dr. Richard Beach at the National Institutions of Health that started back in 2000. We talk about how the company is growing and evolving as well. We also chat about how Delta G is being used by many of the world's highest performers as a superfuel. Olympic athletes, world champion triathletes and runners, Tour de France riders, Formula One drivers, NBA, NFL, FIFA, as well as aspiring centenarians for longevity, intermittent fasters, for glucose stability, weight loss, focus, and combating brain fog, and so much more. Developed and manufactured at GMP standards, Delta G joins the three main dietary macronutrients, proteins, carbohydrates, and fats. It is a totally new nutritional category, exogenous ketones. We also talk about the business behind pioneering this kind of product, the challenges and opportunities of getting it out there onto the market, and of course, 
Professor Kieran Clark shares her exercise and wellness routines that fuel her for success. If you like what you hear, leave us a review on Apple. It's easy. Head over to the app, click on the Marnie on the Move podcast, scroll to the bottom of all 300 episodes, and then click on the five stars and click on leave a review. Tell us what you love about the show. Also, share this on your Instagram, on LinkedIn, on Facebook, wherever you like to get social. Tag us and we'll tag you back. Okay, now really, on to my conversation. Professor Clark, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. I'm so excited to talk to you about Delta G. Where did the idea for for Delta G begin? Right. Well, first of all, I'd like to thank you for having me on. I think it's great fun, and I'm sorry it's taken us so long to get around to it, but anyway. Um, Now, how did I start? I started uh, the ketone work um, in actually in about 1993, so ancient history we're talking about, and uh, and that was when uh, uh, an old man from the NIH came to the, visit the lab and asked me to do some experiments. And I I had one DFIL student at the time, and so I thought, oh, you know, he's not going to go away until we do it because we're the only ones in the world that can do it. Uh, and so I said, I said to Claudia, let's just do it and just get it done and it'll be fine. You know, he'll go away and we'll never see him again. And then when we did it, it was like we saw what happened when you perfuse a heart with ketones. It's the energy levels in the heart are just amazing and it can replace insulin in the heart. So so it was just, and that that started it all, really. So it was 1993 when it really started. Talk to me about all the benefits and the value and why it's not for athletes exclusively, but why it also is for athletes. Well, the reason we went for athletes was because we were supported by DARPA and they wanted a, us to develop a food, a really high-energy food, um, to feed their warfighters. And that was in 2003 in the Iraqi war, which is still probably ancient history. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so 2003. Um, and so we said, well, we'll invent something based on ketones. So really basically because we were asked to do this for athletes, I mean, that's what soldiers yeah. are in the battlefield, they're athletes, Um uh, we we worked it out for performance, physical performance, and cognitive. And of course, you have to think in on a battlefield as well. Right. Well, hopefully, people think on a battlefield, um, and so uh, we, that's why we invented it for athletes. So it you know sort of once a warfighter uses it. Athletes can use it as well. Where did your career in science begin? So I did a science degree and then I went and worked in a hospital as a biochemist. And after a while, you think, oh, when you're 22 or 23, you think there has to be more to life than this. I I couldn't bear to be going into this lab every day doing the same tests over and over again. So I actually went back to university and did a, a PhD. And then because I did a PhD in something that hardly anybody could do, which was 
MRS, magnetic resonance spectroscopy, and this is before magnetic resonance imaging or MRI actually came about. So nobody had even thought of MRI at the time I was doing, uh, studying, using it to study hearts. Anyway, um, so then after that, there were only two places in the world I could go to work after working, after my PhD, and that was either Harvard or Oxford. So, and then I thought, well, you know, Harvard is a woman who's running the lab, so I'm more likely to be able to get in. And so I wrote to her and she invited me to come along and then and do a postdoc with her at Harvard. And so, and and then after that, I eventually went to Oxford. Well, 32 years ago, I went to, came to Oxford. So, uh, so after Harvard, I came to Oxford. Is this the first company that you started where you were taking something that you developed for science and for, you know, certain specific needs and bringing it to the mainstream consumer and market? It certainly is. I mean, yes, I mean, hardly any scientists actually do that, you know, take an invention and then try and sell it. Uh, and the only reason that I did it because was because I thought nobody else would want to do this and it will just get lost. So I thought, you know, you do this, you publish papers on it, and then I mean, it happens in science all the time is that scientists work it out, publish you know, papers on it, and then nobody picks it up. And, you know, and there weren't any uh, companies interested because it was really expensive. So the, the Nestle's of this world just were not interested, the Coca-Cola's, people like that, just not interested because it's too expensive. They can't, they can't sell it the way they sell things. Brian, how did you connect with Professor Clark and the brand? Yeah, so um, a unique story, um, or I guess a unique background for for the industry that I'm in. I don't have a PhD in biochemistry, or or I'm not an exercise physiologist or anything, but I played football in, in undergrad, so I always had an inkling for human performance. And uh, I actually went to, to finance out of college. Um, I was on an interest rate derivative desk, so nothing to do with what I'm doing now. But I decided to pursue an MBA um, because I wanted to actually um, get involved in human performance, uh, entrepreneurship, or investing. So I went to Ward um, to get my MBA. And during the first year, I wanted to write an investment thesis about a topic or an industry that I felt um, was had a lot of potential um, for investment and, and that I was really passionate about. And, um, I thought about a, a few other, um, topics, but I landed on, um, exogenous ketones. I just felt like it was, there's so many different areas you can go and avenues you can go down, uh, when using exogenous ketones. And I, I felt like the potential was, was there. So in writing that thesis, I spoke with a lot of founders in the space and I ended up becoming quite close with the president of Delta G. Um, Sebastian Pritchard, um, who's one of my great friends, obviously now. And um, he ended up asking me to help them with a few initiatives that summer. So I, I joined the team and I ended up staying with them uh, through my second year at Wharton. And then uh, um, yeah, I'm with them to this day and I couldn't be, couldn't be more excited about being a part of the team and, uh, and about the product and the technology. 
what are some of the benefits of taking a ketones as an additional to trying to manufacture them in your body yourself? Not a, well, cognitive function, but cognitive function for all people, not, not just athletes. So, you know, it makes people think clearer. It helps with brain fog, um, sort of in patient, in people who have Parkinson's or Alzheimer's. Um, I mean, it's not a cure, but it just helps with the brain. Uh, and that's because it's an alternative fuel to glucose and the brain can only use glucose or ketones, can't use fat. So, so that's a really uh, sort of immediate effect. So all these effects are immediate. I feel the difference with the brain fog because I've been putting the Delta G ketones in my coffee in the morning. Yeah. So coffee takes energy away and ke- and that's why Delta G and coffee go work so well together. And anybody can do that. You don't have to be an athlete. No, no, no. And anybody and everybody should do that. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's funny as a, a quote unquote biotech startup because Delta G and I guess ketones broadly can be so many things to so many people and can help in our opinion, everybody, but you can't, you have to segment your, your customer base some way. And that's how we tried to set up our, our existing products. And that's how we segment our products. And we, we really have two buckets um, that we put our products in. One is going to be the former um, benefits that I mentioned, like metabolic health, brain health, glucose control, fasting, et cetera. And then the second bucket is going to be that physical performance and recovery. And the reason we segment our products that way is because research right now points to you needing higher blood ketone levels to assist in athletic performance and recovery. So those products are going to have more active ingredient or more Delta G in them in per serving. Um, While you don't need as high of blood ketone levels to assist in brain health, metabolic health, uh, glucose control, et cetera. Um, And I can give a brief background because a lot of people do associate it still with the ketogenic diet, um, which is, which is totally fair, but a good way to think about ketones are as a, as a fourth macronutrient. So you have your fat, protein, carbohydrates, and then you have ketones. So they're this completely separate energy substrate that your body can break down and use as energy. Um, and if you look at really the, the three main energy substrates, you have glucose, which is sugar, carbohydrates, and then you have fat, fatty acids. So fat, and then ketones, specifically beta-hydroxybutyrate, which is going to be a completely separate molecular breakdown. And the reason ketones exist primarily is to keep the brain alive during times of nutritional deficit. So let's say 50,000 years ago, what would happen quite often is we would deplete our liver glycogen, which is really your last store of glucose in your body, mm-hmm. um, whether it be through just not eating enough or not eating for a couple of days or just having very limited access to sugar or carbohydrates. When that would happen, which would happen quite often, your body would then aggressively mobilize fat in the form of fatty acids. Those fatty acids would be transported to the liver and then converted into ketones to be sent to the brain because the brain can really only metabolize glucose and ketones. Okay. So, so ketones are this emergency fuel source that your body has. And the good thing about them the, the, the reason why they are uh, this emergency fuel source, they can be very, they're, they're very, very clean. They sidestep a lot of the processes that glucose requires to get broken down and used as energy. 
and they don't require insulin to be used. So they're super clean, super efficient. And the reason why they can and do help with cognition and, and physical performance is because let's say we all use the example 50,000 years ago, we haven't eaten for a couple of days. We're really going to need our physical capabilities and our cognitive acuity at those times to find more food. Right. So your body needs to be able to use them very, very, very effectively. Um, and now with the introduction of Delta G, we can achieve metabolic states that were previously impossible. All right. Hope you are enjoying this conversation. Just jumping in here to give a shout out to today's sponsors, Inside Tracker. Inside Tracker is the ultra personalized nutrition platform that analyzes your blood, DNA, and lifestyle to help you optimize your body from the inside out. It transforms your body's data into meaningful insights and a customized action plan of the science backed nutrition recommendations you need to optimize your health. Get 20% off today at insidetracker.com slash Marnie on the move. Now, back to my conversation. I was going to say, it's really hard to get to that place where you're using ketones as fuel. It's much easier to use carbohydrates or glucose, but it's not as efficient because it's like spikes in your energy. Exactly, yeah. And now we can achieve like I said, these metabolic states that we couldn't before where we can have our glycogen at basically full capacity, but also be using ketones as a primary energy source. Without the exogenous ketones, it's kind mm -hmm. of really challenging for someone to get into a state of ketosis. That's totally right. And um, it's, it's going to be different for everybody too. And, and if you're starting even at a later age, it's going to be even harder for you because your body has been so reliant on glucose and is not used to mobilizing fat to turn it into ketones. Right. And that's the process. Yeah. Yeah. And, and there's something really important um, that Delta G has introduced, and that is there can be a difference now, or, or let's say these two terms don't have to be intertwined, uh, ketogenesis yes. and ketosis. Okay. So ketogenesis is the production of ketones from your own fat. Ketosis is using ketones as your primary energy or as one of your primary energy sources. So having enough in your blood to use as, as a primary energy source. And it's, it's, a, it's a very important distinction because with Delta G, people, some people often think that, oh, I'll take this and I'll start burning my fat right. to produce ketones. And it's quite the opposite. You actually won't be burning your fat. You'll just be using that end product as an energy source. Got it. Delta G has products, ketone health, ketone performance, a coffee booster, and something that's more tactical. It's called tactical. So what are the differences between the products and how do people use them and how do athletes use them? So the main difference yeah. between all the products is just the amount of Delta G per serving. And the reason we differentiate them, as I mentioned earlier, it's just where the research points. So there seems to be these certain blood ketone hurdles that you need to reach in order to attain certain benefits from ketosis. You need much higher blood ketone levels for athletic performance and recovery. While lower levels of ketosis, you can still suppress your hunger. You can still have pretty good energy. You can still help a lot with cognition. You can keep your glucose steady, which is really important um, from a metabolic health perspective. And that's how we, we separate our products. And the way they're used is it's kind of um, hopefully self-explanatory, but 
you want these lower amount of, of, of ketones, more of like a daily supplement for, let's say, three to four hours of ketosis a day, which can make a really large impact on your life down the road. Mm-hmm. While the more acute training or event, endurance event type stuff, uh, you'd want to use more Delta G. So you'd want to kind of shoot for the, the other two products, the performance and the tactical products. When it comes to racing and training, is it good for all distances? It is great for all, all courses okay, um, and all training, except for, let's say you're a sprinter yeah, or you're doing something very anaerobic, you're going to want glucose. You're, you're definitely so going to want glucose. Yeah. yeah, this isn't going to be something that's going to help you you physically perform better when you're doing all anaerobic. It's not good for sprinting. It's better for long course athletes' performance. Exactly, exactly yeah, because you're going to get... So, so ketones are going to be easier to oxidize than fat. Like, how do athletes use Delta G ketones? Like, at what part of the race or your training should you be starting to take the Delta G? Yeah. So um, I'll start with the race side. Okay. Yeah. We, we do have a, let's say a gold standard protocol. Mm-hmm. And this protocol is intended on keeping your blood ketones within this optimal range, this ergogenic range. Mm-hmm. Um, and that range is going to be one and a half to three millimolar. Okay. Now that may not be important or that may not mean much to, to, to some of your audience, but we always encourage people to test your blood ketones, especially if you're taking an exogenous ketone because a lot of them won't really do much to your blood ketones. So it's important to always, always be testing. How do um, you test your blood ketones? Um, we actually sell uh, this device on our website. It's called okay. the Keto Mojo. Okay. Um, it's just a blood prick um, and you can test your blood ketones. It's a, by far the most accurate way of doing it. Urine strips, breath meters don't, don't really work. So you okay. definitely want to defer to blood. Okay. Um, and what's, what's really exciting is not to get off topic, but, um, of course, CGMs, continuous glucose monitors, those have become quite popular. Um, rightly so. I think that's really important to be able to track your, your blood glucose in real time. But, uh, Abbott is actually coming out with a sensor for ketones, uh, oh, wow. next year. Okay. So they'll have a CKM continuous ketone monitor. Um, and we're really excited, of course, at Delta G because, now we can just show people the data and they can have it at their fingertips because a lot of people may not want to do a blood prick. Um, and that will just further separate us from, from let's say, the quote-unquote competition. With all things, and I'm, I'm glad that you said that because I think everybody wants to take something to get better, but you have to know where you're at. And I think that's mm-hmm. a really important thing to say and to think about because if you don't know what your ketones are, you don't know where you need to be. So I think that's, and I think the continuous ketone monitor will be awesome. Will you sell those as well? Maybe. Um, We'd love to, but we actually do have really good relationships with um, another company that does sell a CGM. So we're we're very close with with the center community uh, because not only the impact on, on ketone levels that Delta G provides, but also the glucose stability that Delta G provides. So you can see it right on a, on a continuous glucose monitor, which is great. And, and the center companies um, can certainly see it as well. So, When did you launch Delta G? Well, it depends on what you mean by launch. We started testing it in, in people in 2009. So, yeah, but... Because it was so brand new and people didn't really understand uh, what it was, 
people were quite frightened. So, I mean, we knew what it was. And so we had been trying it and we knew that it didn't kill rats. Uh, the rats actually were, did quite well, and especially with performance and cognitive function. They were re- doing really well. And so we knew it didn't kill you, but people were still nervous, except for the army. Oh, they're just something else. We, I went to a, a DARPA meeting and it was full of all these army people in their uniforms. Like, I mean, I, I thought they were all generals, but they probably weren't. But um, anyway, it was probably probably 100 people there. And, uh, and, so, and I had to give a talk about Delta G and I'd taken along the rat food. So the rat food had Delta G in it and I'd cut it all up. It was all cut up and it was made with jelly. And so I said, and this is the rat food, and I passed it round and then I kept talking. And then at the very end it came back to me and it was all gone. They'd eaten it. <laughs> so they'd eaten this rat food. And I, I didn't know what to say. I just, I just thought, oh, <laughs> okay. For me, I just learned about it last year. So how long has the has it been more mainstream where you actually started it as a product that you were selling and packaging and offering? Oh, oh, okay. So we did lots of tests and lots of um, things for safety and all that sort of stuff um, all the way through. And what the big holdup was was that it was really hard to make at, in bog. So we could make it easily in the lab, you know, in a, a couple of kilos, but we couldn't, we didn't know how to scale up. And it took us several years, probably three years to scale up to, to produce it in tons in the, at the level of tons. So, so, um, so that, that we spent quite a few years doing that. And then finally in about 2018, we started selling through a company called Human HVMN on a license deal, but but that eventually fell through. And so then we started selling ourselves. We thought, well, you know, we can do this. We'll just do it ourselves. And so we did. We So we started selling in 2020, was it, Brian? Yeah, I think it was uh, October 2020 when the website launched. Yeah. How are you scaling now? So, so we, well, the first lot of uh, Delta G we made was three tons when we scaled up, and then we made it, and then that was still really expensive. So that, that was about three hundred and eighteen dollars a kilogram. So, you know, for each drink, it, you know, it was a lot of money in each. Drink. Uh, so, and so it's you know it's still a long way from getting onto the supermarket shelves right. for a couple of pennies. Right. It's just a long way from that simply because it's so expensive to make. And is that your goal with the company is to get it to be everywhere so accessible to all people? I would love it to be accessible to all people. I'm not sure that it's going to happen soon because yeah. we still haven't got the cost down. And I'm not sure that people – so people can't afford it. You know, it's, it's just way – $30 a drink is just way too much. Um, you know, except for people who can afford it, of except course. Except for people like uh, triathletes. Yeah, well, that's right. But, you know, it's sort of, it, it's not something that you would drink four drinks of a day, which is probably what should be happening, actually. 
Yeah. And, it, and, and if I can chime in, it, it is our firm belief that the, the end game is probably going to be people taking ketones every day, everybody taking ketones every day. But then we have to figure out how to just get there from a cost and education perspective. You know, is there a way for people to just use this during the season? People can take them whenever. So it's like having a glucose drink, you know. So there's nothing else to do with it. Like it's instant energy and then it's gone. You've metabolized it. So... So there's no point in sort of saying, oh, well, you have to drink it for six months before it has an effect. It has an no, effect. Yeah. it has yeah. an effect immediately. It's, it's just like a, any food. Yeah, and we're very, we're very lucky from that respect because if it was really expensive and it took three months for you to get benefits, then we'd, be, we'd have real issues. But um, what we see a lot of people doing, especially the athletes, is just using it on race day. Yeah. Of course, yeah. testing it enough to understand how they want to use it and then using it as kind of this race day hack or splurge. But back to the, the gold standard protocol. So you want to keep your blood ketones within that range I mentioned, which is yeah. one and a half to three, as long as possible throughout the event if you want to get the full advantage of taking ketones. You don't have to keep it within that range. It's not as though if you take ketones and you get outside that range, let's say you dip below one and a half, it's not going to hurt you, um, but if you ideally, you'd want to stay within that range. And really, without testing, of course, we encourage people to test, but without testing, it would probably mean a half bottle of one of our performance products, either our Delta G Performance mm-hmm. or, our ta- or Tactical, half bottle every hour with your carbohydrates. You'd want to take them in conjunction with your carbohydrates. Okay. And that would include a so pre-race dose around 20 minutes before you start of another half bottle. So that way you're going to be getting up to the middle of that range. And then you're going to be using the ketones continuously throughout the hour. And then once you get to the bottom end of that range, you're going to kind of reload and get your ketones back up to the, let's say the top end of that range. So you can just keep them within that range. So you use them with your carbohydrates. Like you're not saying, exactly. okay, that's yeah. great. So it seems to, what we've learned is that it does, unlock a lot of benefits from both angles from the glucose perspective and from the ketone perspective when you take yeah when you take for for performance when you're taking ketones with glucose it seems to help a lot with the utilization of ketones and also with taking glucose when ketones are present it does help a lot with the glucose uptake you're just kind of mixing the two together and your body will know when to use which one? So, so your body's going to be using all energy substrates at all times. Okay. It just, it just, it's a, think of it like a sliding scale where the more you approach something that's more anaerobic, yeah, where you're going to have less oxygen, you're going to want something that's easier to oxidize, so glucose. But the brain's going to be using glucose. The brain's going to be using ketones. The body's going to be using fat. The body's going to be using ketones and glucose. A good way to think about it is your body is a really good allocator of capital. So if it has ketones, fat and glucose available, it's going to allocate those resources where they're needed most all at the same time. And what's happening with ketones is a lot of them are going to be soaked up by the brain because they actually are the brain's preferred fuel source, even when glucose is in the picture. Got it. Grams of carbs an hour, like how much do you have to take in if you're also using the ketones or is it not affected? Well, you certainly can reduce it. Okay. Um, You know, let's say uh, the the number of calories in uh, ketones is slightly more than in a glucose in glucose. Okay. So it's 4.9 kilocalories per gram in the ketone and 4.1 in glucose. 
Okay. So, so you can, you certainly can lower the glucose levels um, and then get around any gut problems. That's and the, the reason that's, that you have gut problems is because it's, I mean, it just is trying to get so much water there with, with that sugar. It, it's really not good. I know. And, and the reason, uh, Professor, correct me if I'm wrong on this, but I think it's pretty simple. The reason why you can reduce it is because some of that glucose that you're taking is going to feed the brain. So if you're able to use the ketones and feed the brain with ketones instead, mm-hmm. then the glucose that you're using can go to the muscles and, mm-hmm. and heart, et cetera, and replenishing glycogen and things like you'd want for, for endurance sports. Are these race legal? I have to ask. Are they race legal and they're safe? Totally, yeah. I know they are, but I just want to ask. You know, <laughs> no, no, totally. Yeah, we're FDA uh, approved, WADA compliant, and BSCG certified. And we are getting NSF hopefully, hopefully next year. Awesome. And then you also have products for everyday health. Yeah, I, 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 this is one part that I'm, I'm really, really fascinated about. And, and I think a lot is going to be coming out soon about this. But so one thing that is pretty well known in the research community is that fasting across all animals will extend life for the most part, generally speaking. Yeah. Um, they've tested it on mice and humans, et cetera, et cetera. So you seem to extend life, let's say longevity, you seem to get more longevity um, when you fast. There was some debate about why that may be, caloric intake maybe, uh, a, few other, a few other possible reasons, but we're learning a bit now about beta-hydroxybutyrate, which is the mm-hmm. ketone um, that we use, of course, as a signaling mechanism for a lot of these longevity pathways. So when you are fasting, you're probably going to be producing some amount of ketones and it may be the ketones that are allowing the body to live longer in the brain. So now, and they've been able to show this uh, from a research perspective that let's say you're not even fasting, but you do take Delta G, um, a lot of those longevity pathways do open up without having to fast. So if you just put it in your coffee and it's not like you're sitting there like, okay, I'm intermittent fasting today, doesn't matter. Like it's going to help. Yeah. Uh, for some of these longevity pathways, it will yeah. help because it, it's going to signal um, to the body that you're, you're, you are fasting. Um, so it is kind of a hack that way, but also it does give you fantastic energy while you are fasting without increasing your insulin, without breaking your fast. So it's a really, really good fasting tool because you can still work out. You can still feel like a normal human being um, when you are when you are fasting and you when you want to have that metabolic flexibility while you're while you're fasting. People and mm-hmm. I think people need to also like buyers beware because not all of the ketones are the same. And since I started talking to you guys, I've got like pop ups in my Facebook and Instagram from different ketone companies, and you know the Oxford ketone ester, which is what you've developed is not the same as what's out there. So maybe talk to me about that since we're talking education. Well, when we first started uh, with the ketone and started looking for funding um, for the the ester, uh, we ran into people who found it um, too expensive. They said, we'll never sell this, you know. And so then they looked into it some more and said, oh, well, but we can sell salt, ketone salts and so and we avoided we knew that you could sell ketone salts but the salt load is way too high 
if if you really want to raise your ketone levels. So they do raise your ketone levels a bit, but they also raise, raise your sodium and potassium and calcium levels a lot. Yeah, just to put quick numbers on that, the best case scenario most likely with a ketone salt is going to be from a molecular weight perspective is going to be one gram BHB, one gram, whatever salt they're using, whatever combination of salts. So, and that's probably going to be around one serving, right? Professor Clark, it's going to be around one serving of, of a ketone salt. Um, so, and, and one gram of BHB is not very much. So in order to increase your blood ketones to, to beneficial levels, let's say you'd probably need five, four or five, maybe. So that means you're taking four to 5,000 milligrams of whatever salt they're offering. That's um, it's, it's just well, a very inefficient way. Yeah. That's your limit. Yeah. You, you can't, yeah, it's it's just not good. So, so you know, if it's sodium, your blood pressure is going to go sky high. Yeah. Mm. And, and it most often is sodium that they use. And and also uh, they use the chiral, they, they use really cheap salts. So they use the chiral compound and only one side works. So... So, you know, the compound is is sort of like handed. So, and we only ever have the D form, but the salts use the D and the L form. And this one, who knows what the the um the actual outcome will be. So people have I mean, to be very savvy about, you know, when they start hearing about because you guys are pioneering the way with the Oxford ketone ester and Delta G. And it's becoming, you know, very part of conversations in the world of triathlon and sports. So mm-hmm. people definitely should really do their research. If you are interested in using ketones, like they should use Delta G and try it. Yeah. And, and hopefully they'll, they'll realize it quite quickly if they look at us versus any other brand based on the, the amount of data and, and studies that Professor Clark and colleagues have, have done over the last couple of decades. And also based on price. Yeah. And t- yeah, and taste. I'm always <laughs> a little suspicious when something tastes really, really good. Because with ketone salts, yeah. you can make them taste very good. How does Delta G help with athletic performance recovery? Yeah, so there's really three different ways in which Delta G can help. And we have a, we have a few studies pointing to this and showing this. Um, number one, it does accelerate mTOR. So mTOR is a, a good way to think about mTOR as the kind of the, the control panel of the cells and cellu- cellular growth. Um, so when mTOR is activated, let's say, you get tissue regeneration, protein synthesis, two things that you'd want for recovery. And a research group had showed on, on, this, on this study that if you combine Delta G with carbohydrates and protein, mTOR is activated or accelerated more than without it. So you do get that tissue regeneration and, and, and protein synthesis more when Delta G is included in your recovery protocol. Um, secondly, again, a separate study, um, when combined with carbohydrates, it increases um, glycogen resynthesis. So the, rest, the restoration of, of your glycogen, which is, of course, super important for, let's say, multi-day races, like say the Tour de France. And the reason it, it helps with that is it lowers fatty acid concentrations, okay. Delta, G, Delta G does. So when you have really high fatty acid concentrations, which you would probably have at the end of a, any kind of race or, or training, it limits glucose uptake. Let's say you took a carbohydrate drink after, after a really hard workout, um, you're gonna have pretty high fatty acid concentrations most likely, and those are gonna blunt a lot of the, the glucose uptake. But when you take Delta G, Delta G lowers fatty acid concentrations which allows for that glucose uptake, 
thus you can restore your glycogen a lot easier. Oh, that's really interesting. And so you mentioned Tour de France. Do you have a lot of pros that are cyclists? And are you working with these organizations at, with Delta G? Yeah, the number is a little bit opaque um, just because of who, um, who we're connected with that sells to the Tour de France teams. And we sell directly also, but I would bet there's probably 70 to 80% of the Tour de France teams are using Delta G. Oh, wow. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah that's where they first really gained a lot of attention. And I think the Tour de France is probably on the cutting edge of most nutritional technologies. Yeah, they definitely are. Yeah, and they were the they were the really early adopters uh, early on with with Delta G. Who are some of the athletes that you're working with, and how are they using Delta G for 2023? The best one, I mean, the the loveliest one is uh, Tim O'Donnell, and he's just wonderful. Uh, but we have some others who are coming along too, haven't we, Brian? Yeah, yeah, we have a, we have a lot. Um, it's it's an interesting situation. Of course, I, I've never been in this space, so it's it's cool to see. Or it's, or it's interesting because we have a ton of athletes using our product, professional mm-hmm. athletes. But if you don't sign an agreement with them or anything like that, then you don't really feel comfortable talking about them using it. Yeah. Um, but from an, uh, an official perspective, we have Tim O'Donnell, who's been amazing. We have Matt Hansen, mm-hmm. who's been Matt. amazing. Yeah, he's been, the, both, the uh, probably, Matt's been on the podcast. Yeah. Yeah, probably, probably the top two um, American Ironman. We've got, the, we've got the vegan cyclist. Vegan cyclist, who's been, again, great. We've been very blessed with our ambassadors so far. But yeah, we're, we're, we're constantly talking with, with athletes across all sports. It's, it's and been really, teams as well. Yeah. Sports it, teams, yeah, exactly. like soccer, mm-hmm. NFL. Yeah, NBA, NBA, NFL, pro, pro soccer. Lots. Tour de France. Tour de France. That mm-hmm. seems like an amazing place for people to be using this product. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, had a, I had a conversation last week with a professional um, mountain climber. Um, so a lot of really interesting sports. And the cool thing about it is they're all looking for Delta G to help them with kind of different things. For instance, on the more anaerobic side or the let's say the, the skill sports side, let's say NBA, NFL, soccer, Delta G may not necessarily help them from a physical performance standpoint. But what it can really do or what they've said is it can really help mitigate cognitive fatigue in later parts of, of a game, which is very, of course, very important for the female athletes. Yeah. We also work with Sarah Hall, the female marathoner. Uh, I think she is the, the, the United States record for half marathon. Um, but yeah, she's, she's fantastic as well. From the uh, protocol perspective, Matt, let's say Matt and Tim and Sarah um, are, are aerobic or endurance athlete partners, they use it almost exactly how I described it in our goals, in our, in our gold standard protocol, they do do smaller doses, let's say half a bottle pretty consistently throughout the entire race. Yeah. And and that is just based on, on what we've uh, recommended to them about keeping their blood ketones within that range. But what I think is, is, is pretty interesting with the skill sport athletes is what they've said back to us is it's not going to help you. And, I, and this, this ties out with, with um, let's say the science or the biology, but um, it's not going to help them necessarily perform better physically. But what they've said is they have a lot less mental fatigue when their body is fatigued in the later parts of a game or, or practice, which if you're in the NFL, if you're a professional soccer player or, or anything like that, 
you're going to want your cognitive acuity when your body is fatigued, of course. So that's what they've said. And, and they're, they're quite obsessed with it now, um, which is fantastic. And yeah, we have a, now we have a professional tennis player using it. Um, so all these, all these sports where you tend to get physically drained while at the same time, you really need your focus. So um, that's where we're making a pretty big impact right now. That's amazing. That it sounds like you've got like a home run with the Tour de France cycling though, because I mean, those are like five day events and it probably it helps with like the actual day of the event, the recovery, the ability to do the event the next day and so on and so on. That's pretty cool. Yeah, no, you're, you're totally right. Uh, they use it. They use a lot of it, which is great. But again, that's a relatively small community. We want to make sure that everybody can, can uh, let's say, um, achieve the benefits that Delta G can offer. How do you see Delta G growing in the future? Well, there are several plans for Delta G. Okay. What we really want to do is get the price of production down so that we can offer it to far more people than we do, you know, so that people just make it, you know, as common a drink as their orange juice or okay. something like that. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And we, and we, we really are innovating on the product front to make it um, easier for people to, or, or let's say less cost prohibitive to take it on a daily basis. In terms of like 2023, are you going to be popping up at any of the Ironman events or Tour de France? We hope so. I mean, I think, uh, yeah, the, the mm -hmm. Ironman championship is now in Nice, um, which should be really cool. But uh, because we, we've, we've gone to, ha we have some pretty interesting relationships now in Europe. So um, if things go well, then we'll hopefully be over there. But yeah, we're trying to, we're, I think it's important for us to get on the ground this is a, and, and we're trying to do our best just going back to education to, to talk with people on a, on a remote standpoint, but it's really important to, to talk with people face to face and, and uh, maybe give talks at, at some of these events to, mm -hmm. to just have people be there and, and see that we exist. Professor Clark, what's your go-to workout that keeps you healthy and fit, empowered for success in your day-to-day -day work? Well, I, I, I used to be really, really keen on aerobics when aerobics were, were far more fashionable. Uh, uh, but at the moment, uh, there's no way I'm going to get into a leotard now. And so I, I take head out with the dog, walk the dog, and I, I, I'm afraid I garden. And this is a very English thing to do is to, to spend every minute you can in the garden. What's in what's in the garden? Like, what are you growing? Is it everything? Oh, Fruits, vegetables, I have flowers, everything. everything. Okay. I, I don't do vegetables. I don't. Do, I can buy them from the supermarket. No, 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 no. I've I've got everything else: tree, trees, shrubs. How's your, how's your lemon tree going? Oh, it's great. I I could show it to you if you wanted to know. I I I have an orange tree. Very cool. This has been such a fascinating conversation. Thank you both for dropping into the podcast. Well, thank you. Yeah, no, thanks for having me. This was, this was a blast. Thanks again for tuning in to Marnie on the Move. If you like what you hear, leave us a five-star review in Apple Podcasts. Follow us on social at Marnie on the Move for Facebook and Instagram and Marnie Salop on Twitter. Head over to our website, MarnieOnTheMove.com for more info on this episode, links in the show notes, and of course, sign up for our quarterly newsletter, The Download, to get updates, deals, giveaways, 
and information on future events for 2019. I want to hear from you. Email me, marnieonthemove1 at gmail.com. And let me know what you're enjoying, what you want to hear more of. If you have questions for our guests, just reach out. <laughs>